0: It's the Noon Report from Family Life, bringing a Christian worldview to what's happening in New York, Pennsylvania, across the country, and around the world. Weather with Kevin Williams, plus special features and reports with the Family Life News team. Now, here's what's happening.
1: Hello again. Welcome aboard. They'll be measuring the snow in feet this weekend in western New York. Meteorologist Patrick Hammer. Two to
2: three feet of snow possible uh, in the days ahead. Three inch per hour snowfall rates are in the cards for this snowfall event. Most of the snow we're expecting is going to be in Buffalo this is Thursday night through Sunday okay that's what's coming the lake
1: effect is localized but where it hits it will hit hard says meteorologist Elise Smith
0: as for that area that we are really keying in on for the heaviest snow much of Erie County Genesee Wyoming counties in the northern clip of the southern tier in Chautauqua and Cattaraugus counties. Erie
1: County executive Mark Carr says Buffalonians are ready for whatever old man winter dishes out we
3: know it's like to deal with snow in the winter. Uh, We very rarely in my administration have we gotten a multi-foot snowstorm for the first storm of the year.
1: Lake snow warnings have been posted south and east of the Great Lakes where up to 36 inches of snow is possible by Sunday. The other big story we're following today, the return of Trump. America's comeback starts right now. Donald Trump making it official last night. He's running again for president.
2: This campaign will be for you. We will again put... America first.
1: Florida Congressman Byron Donald. America is struggling. And of all the people out there who say they know what to do, we know that Donald Trump knows how to get the country back on track. He did it once. He could do it again. A crowd of hundreds on hand for the big reveal at Trump's estate in Florida last night. An investigation is underway today into that missile strike that killed two in Poland. Was it fired from Russia or Ukraine? The White House says all the evidence suggest it was not a Russian rocket, but an errant Ukrainian air defense missile that landed four miles inside Poland.
0: In a way, it's a blessing. If
1: this were a Russian missile, we would potentially be on a path of a Russia versus U.S. NATO war, and that ends in a nuclear Armageddon. Russian born U.S. intelligence official Rebecca Koffler, Dan Hoffman's the former CIA station chief in Moscow. It's
3: really a distinct without a difference if it was Ukraine defending themselves from a Russian attack. The root cause was still Russia's military.
1: Poland's president said today there's no indication the strike was an intentional attack, adding it's more likely it was an unfortunate accident, he says. On Capitol Hill, Senate Republicans will be voting today who they think their new leader should be, or next leader, correspondent Scott McFarland. Some senators want to postpone that vote until after next month's Georgia Senate runoff as there's a challenge to Mitch McConnell for his leadership post. From Florida Senator Rick Scott, who says change is needed, that Republicans are caving too much to Democrats. McConnell, though, says he has the votes to prevail. In the House meantime, Republicans still one win away from taking control. Several GOP candidates in California hold comfortable leads over their Democratic rivals, but the vote counting in the Golden State has been anything but speedy. Still, California's Kevin McCarthy's confident he will inherit the gavel from Nancy Pelosi. The era of one-party Democrat rule in Washington is over. McCarthy surviving a leadership challenge yesterday from Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. The Mormon Church is now in support of a proposed bill that guarantees the right to same-sex marriage in all 50 states. LDS leaders say they will endorse the so-called Respect for Marriage Act so long as it also protects the rights of religious groups. The U.S. Senate planning a vote today on that bill, which does for homosexual marriage what Roe did for abortion.
2: If this bill passes, marriage would become a genderless institution by the force of law.
1: John Stone Street with Breakpoint says the Respect for Marriage Act represents one of the greatest threats to religious freedom this country has ever seen. If
2: this bill can find the support of 10 Republicans in the Senate who share this fuzzy view of marriage, it would pass securing the federal government's claim on marriage and creating even less room in public life for people who object to redefine marriage.
1: Already five Republican senators have said they s- re- will support the Respect for Marriage Act. Texas Governor Greg Abbott's declared an invasion at the southern border this after an Obama-appointed judge struck down Title 42 yesterday. That law allowed for the expulsion of illegal migrants. Brandon Judd is president of the National Border Patrol Council. We're dealing with
3: too many people that are crossing the border illegally. So now that Title 42 is going away, we can expect the numbers to exponentially go up because now there is no mechanism to hold anybody accountable whatsoever. We're going to be releasing Mm -hmm. the vast majority of these people into the United States.
1: There have been nearly two and a half million illegal border crossings this year, the most of any year on record. A busload of illegals from Texas arrived this morning in Philadelphia. House lawmakers will hold hearings next month on the collapse of the crypto exchange FTX. Some think this scandal could be bigger than Enron. North Carolina's Patrick McHenry. This is huge. I mean, you're looking at scandals to the level of uh, Madoff, All right. I mean, this is this is something that could be a highly criminal activity. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, the youngest billionaire on the planet, declared bankruptcy last week after the midterm elections. Miranda Devine with the New York Post.
0: Cryptocurrency is really a pretty unregulated industry. It's something that Warren Buffett says is an industry of charlatans. Sam
1: Bankman Free donated nearly $40 million to Democrats in the midterms. He was the second largest donor to the Democratic Party behind only George Soros. After multiple delays, NASA launched its new moon rocket this morning at the Kennedy Space Center.
2: Boosters ignition. And liftoff of Artemis 1. We rise
1: together back to the moon and beyond. The launch marks the start of mankind's return to the moon, hopefully before the end of the decade.
3: Today we got to witness the world's most powerful rocket, and it was quite a sight.
4: On Monday morning next week, Orion will fly within 60 miles of the lunar surface, then push 40,000 miles beyond the moon for space high drama. After orbiting the moon, Orion will re-enter Earth's atmosphere for the mission top priority, testing the capsule's heat shield against temperatures of 5,000 degrees, about half as hot as
1: the surface of the sun. Mark Strassman reporting from Cape Canaveral. Still to come on the Noon Report, a midweek edition, winter's wallop, impeachment hearings, and Christmas in a shoebox. Well, good afternoon. As the system that
3: brought snow and rain last night and this morning pulls away, we'll be then able to turn our attention to the
1: coming lake effect. Forecast details are coming up in 10. All right, Kevin Williams, we will see you then. There's no business like snow business, or so they say, and that is especially true at local ski resorts. With ski country set to receive nearly three feet of snow by week's end, local resorts are getting ready for what they hope will be a very busy season. Dash Hegeman is with Holiday Valley in Ellicottville.
3: As long as it gets cold, the the snowmaking team, the mountain crew, can
1: do an incredible job job with what they've got to work with. Holiday Valley hopes to open for the season next Friday. We're learning more today about that tragic murder-suicide that resulted in the deaths of two women in Rochester. 29-year-old Tiffany Gatson, an off-duty cop with the Greece Police Department, shot and killed one woman and injured another before turning the weapon on herself. Cops say it was the result of a domestic dispute. The New York State Attorney General's office is is begun impeachment hearings against the top cop in philadelphia district attorney larry krasner accused of implementing policies that have made philadelphia one of the most dangerous cities in america leading the charge against the progressive da is republican representative martina white
5: now's the time to act there's no reason to wait any longer mr krasner has proven himself derelict in his duties as the district attorney of philadelphia
1: democrats complain the impeachment effort is a Partisan ploy and the simple majority in the House is all that is needed to impeach Krasner. It would take two-thirds of the Senate to remove him from office. A state college man behind bars today after police say he kidnapped a woman and then drove her around for 24 hours. 52-year-old Richard Young allegedly tricked the woman into his vehicle and then threatened harm to her family. Young was reportedly hiding outside the woman's home as she was waiting to be picked up. After a day of driving, he reportedly stopped near a wooded area in Turkey Foot Township. That's Somerset County to sleep. That's when the victim was able to escape the vehicle and call police. Some New York lawmakers want the state to extend the gas tax holiday. It's set to expire at the end of the year. Democratic Assemblyman Angelo
2: Santa Barbara. It makes sense to extend it for at least another six months and then when when, the, when we come together to do the budget, we can reconsider this and talk about whether or not we need to extend it even another year uh, because the reality is this is saving people money.
1: How much money? Well, experts say the gas tax holiday is saving New Yorkers 16 cents a gallon right now. Republican Senator Jim Tedisco wants to take those savings even further.
4: What I'm calling for now is my piece of legislation which is a full exemption 33 cents on a gallon of gasoline that would amount to five or six dollars in a fill-up. That would be some meaningful relief instead of nickeling and diming our constituents start to give them
1: some relief in what is in in the central area. Right now, the gas tax holiday set to end December 31st, and the average price at the pump right now in New York around 3.90 a gallon. Logo retailers are having trouble finding seasonal workers to help them through the Christmas shopping season. Tammy Underhill manages a staffing firm in Rochester that helps people find jobs. For
0: this season, we should be an average of 20 to 30 people walking in the door, and we're lucky if we get 10 a week.
1: Underhill says the holidays are usually when business booms for her.
0: Well, so far it has dropped with people wanting to work and hopefully once the holiday season starts, people are going to want to work again. The
1: National Retail Federation expects employers will add up to 600,000 seasonal workers to their payrolls this Christmas season. That's a big drop from last year and mostly due to the growing popularity of online retailing. Start spreading the news. Many Pennsylvanians want to make a brand new start of it in New York. Researchers at movingapt.com examined Google search data from over a 12-month period. When looking
4: at Pennsylvanians specifically, it appears that the number one place that Keystone State residents would like to relocate to is New York. The number two state that
1: Pennsylvanians would like to move to was New Jersey and the third, California. Terry Deener. Family Life News. All right, Terry, thank you for that. It is collection week for Operation Christmas Child. This week is collection week. Regional coordinator Carla Sunderland. We have
0: over 4,500 drop-off locations open across the country where donors can bring their shoe boxes in and drop them off, and then our army of volunteers make sure that those shoe boxes get transported to our processing centers, and from there they'll be processed and sent to the countries they're going to arrive in.
1: She says if you want to pack a shoe Box. You
0: still have time through the end of the weekend. However, if you just aren't going to make that happen, you can jump on our website, Samaritan's Purse org slash OCC and you can build a shoebox online. Since
1: 1993, Operation Christmas Child has delivered nearly 200 million shoebox gifts to needy kids in 170 countries around the world. Of
0: course, our main mission is to fill that spiritual need that they have. Every time a shoebox is placed in the hands of a child, they're going to hear the gospel clearly in their own language. For
1: more information about Operation Christmas Child, what is it and how can you get Involved. Check out SamaritansPurse.org. Let's check out sports next. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. (laughs)
4: Good afternoon, I'm Randy Snavely. Bob, in the NBA last night, Jalen Brunson scored 25 points to lead the New York Knicks past the Jazz, 118-111. That evens the Knicks' record now at 7-7, and they are tied for third place in the Atlantic Division. Out West, Sacramento was on fire against Brooklyn. The Nets scored 121 points and still lost by more than 30 Points. The 153 points scored by the Kings, the most points Brooklyn has ever given up in a regulation game. KD had 27 in the loss. Other winners on the hardwood, New Orleans, Dallas, and Portland. On the ice, Jeff Skinner scored twice, but it wasn't enough for Buffalo as they dropped their sixth straight 5-4 to the Canucks. The Flyers came back from a 4-2 deficit in the third period to tie their game up, but Vladislav Garikov netted the game winner for Columbus 5-4, your final. The Penguins struggled early and never recovered from going down 3-9 nil they lost to toronto 5-2 also skating the wins were florida new jersey tampa bay nashville anaheim and the sharks let's talk baseball the new york yankees have re-signed anthony rizzo to a two-year deal tyler anderson arguably the best dodgers pitcher last season is staying out west but not with the la dodgers he signed a three-year deal with the la angels and manager of the year awards were handed out. Cleveland Guardian skipper Terry Francona won in the American League. It is his third time to win that award. And in the National League, Buck Walter of the Mets won for the fourth time. That is a look at sports. Big fan of Buck. Thank
1: you very much, Randy. And still to come on the noon report. Ready for takeoff. A closer look at Turkey Day travel. Artemis won on its way. To the moon, and Trump jumps in for a third time.
2: Welcome to Breakpoint, a daily look at an ever changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. The questions that we receive more than all others at the Colson Center have to do with how can we best respond to friends, family members, neighbors who are struggling with gender dysphoria. The number of Americans who report personally knowing someone who struggles with gender dysphoria now approaches about 50%. That means Christians have to be prepared, at least as best as we can, for the scenarios that we are now more likely than not to encounter when it comes to this issue. The story of Holy Scripture in each of its four chapters contextualizes what is true about every person, including the created reality of sexual distinction. First, God created and values our bodies, and he made them male and female for his purposes. Second, the fall, while validating the pain and discomfort that so many people feel with their own bodies, still dispels the idea that what we feel should be accepted as true. In fact, what we feel may be false, confused, even harmful to us. Third, Christ is making all things new through his life, his obedience, his death and resurrection, all of which came by God himself taking on a human body. Fourth, one day, the pain of dysphoria would be fully healed when our faith becomes sight. In other words, the topic of transgenderism requires, first and foremost, theological clarity. And children especially have to hear from us over and over and over again what God's design for sexuality and the body really is. They need to hear it articulated and articulated clearly. If they haven't heard it, well, then we can't be surprised to learn just how many struggle in silence. Right now, what we need most is better thinking on this set of issues. And we also need mutual support, especially for parents. We need lots of prayer and we need to share as many stories of wisdom as we can find. For example, I recently learned of one pastor's experience. A couple had brought their daughter to Sunday school with a note in which the parents requested that the church respect the child's identity as non-binary. An easier path of course here would have been to simply accommodate the request or to ask the family to never return instead the church chose a more difficult way one of truth and love first the children's ministry team expressed welcome to the family and to the child saying we want your child here we want her to learn about jesus second because of the biblical standards that they held to when it came to identity and sexuality They communicated that they would be unable to allow the daughter to use an opposite gender restroom, and they could not commit to using her preferred pronouns. They would, however, use her preferred name. The parents agreed to that, even signing their daughter up for vacation Bible school that summer. Later, the pastor would say this, this little girl needed to hear about Jesus. But to do that, we can't just live in the moment. We need an eye to the future and to ask, oh, Lord, where does this path lead us? We don't want to do anything where we have to course correct. That's a noble ambition and won't always be a reality, but James does call followers of Christ to be gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. The posture that we must take is to engage these issues, not to avoid them, and to engage people with truth and love as Christ did. Focus on the Family has compiled an excellent list of resources on gender identity and transgender ideology and the Restored Hope Network, also has compiled a helpful list of books, articles, and other resources on the topic. We'll list them to you if you come to breakpoint.org. And the thing to remember above all is that God promises wisdom to those who ask for it. So let's ask for it. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. This Breakpoint was co-authored by Casey Leander. For more resources to live in this cultural moment, go to colsoncenter.org.
1: 20 past the hour, a very busy Kevin Williams next.
3: Here is your family life weather forecast. This afternoon, a bit of light snow and rain now and again. High temperatures in the low 40s. Tonight and tomorrow, outside of the lake effect, variable clouds and snow flurries, but lake effect snow will accumulate several inches in parts of the western Twin Tiers, western New York, and temperatures dropping toward 30 tonight and holding in the 30s in 40 tomorrow. Areas of heavy lake snow on Friday in the snow belts, including the Buffalo area, but outside of lake effect, it's a mix of clouds and sunshine with flurries. High temperatures Friday in the
1: 30. All right, Kevin Williams keeping us in the know from the Weather Center. Thank you as always. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. I'm your host, Bob Price, and here's what's happening Wednesday, the 16th of November. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Donald Trump breaking the news in front of hundreds of fans at his Florida home, jumping into the presidential pool for a third time. Correspondent Major Garrett. Reprising the spirit of 2016 is certainly a goal of this Trump campaign 3.0. But everyone in this country knows it's not 2016 anymore. The Trump announcement comes as the GOP gets set to assume control of Congress. At last count, they were still one win away from retiring Nancy Pelosi, as speaker, but they lead big in several California races. Later today, Senate Republicans will settle on who their leader will be or who they want their leader to be in the 108. Congress. Lots of pressure now to oust Mitch McConnell after last week's midterms. From whence did the missile come? Big question mark. That's the question after a rocket destroyed a grain plant in eastern Poland yesterday. Two were killed. If it was fired from Russia, that could mean an escalation of the war. But the White House is confident it came from Ukraine. An errant missile meant to shoot down Russian rocket. I don't want to say that until we completely investigate it. It's unlikely that it was fired from Russia, but we'll, we'll see. The investigation continues. President Biden huddled with G7 nations at the G20 summit to talk about the mystery missile that landed a few miles inside Poland, a member of NATO. Major winter storm will wreak havoc this weekend in western New York. The south towns of Buffalo will be measuring snow in feet by Sunday. WIBB meteorologist Mike Syka says Friday is when things start to get really interesting.
2: Now, this is when we really get into the nitty-gritty. It's on Friday. Wind picks up off the lake. It's going to be traveling the entire length of Lake Erie, which means that band is going to have a lot of time to pick up moisture, and it is going to be dumping it right into downtown and the south towns. I mean, we could have snowfall rates maybe two, three inches per hour.
1: Lake snow warnings have been posted south and east of the Great Lakes, where up to 36 inches of snow is possible. An impeachment effort is underway to oust the embattled DA of Philadelphia, Larry Krasner. House lawmakers in Harrisburg accusing the prosecutor of dereliction of duty amid record crime in the city of brotherly law.
0: We are seeing the ramifications of that with the crisis of crime that Philadelphia is facing right now. Republican
1: Representative Martina White, Krasner decries the proceedings as nothing more than partisan politics. There is no integrity to this process. If there was, they would look at the entire state. And they would look at some real solutions. A simple majority in the House is all that's needed to impeach the DA. It takes two-thirds of the Senate to remove him from office. America headed back to the moon with the overnight launch of Artemis 1. Blasting off from its pad at Cape Canaveral, the SLS rocket lit up the night sky, sending the new Orion crew capsule on a trip around the moon and back. NASA
4: Administrator Bill Nelson says it was a
3: spectacle.
4: That tail of a flame of fire and then to see that pillar of smoke, even in the dark.
1: Over the next month, the uncrewed Orion capsule will be put through its paces, but the key test will come when the heat shield is subjected to 5,000 degree temperatures. We
4: are stressing it and testing it in ways that we will not do to a rocket that has a human crew on it.
1: The Orion will be tested thoroughly while it circles the moon and returns for splashdown next month off the California coast. I'm Rory O'Neill. A lot of us, U.S., will be traveling for Turkey Day next week. A week from tomorrow, it's here. Correspondent Chris Van Clee AAA expects nearly 55 million to travel 50 miles or more this year, the third busiest Thanksgiving on record. Most of us will drive to our Thanksgiving destination, but flying is up 8% from last year. It's 25 past the hour next at noon. Your friend, cancer, and the holidays. Here's Family Life's Martha Monique Foster.
0: We all know someone who's battled or is battling cancer, but it can be hard to know how to support our friends, maybe especially during this season of holiday gatherings. I'm Martha Monique Foster, and today on Family Life's Inside Out, I'm talking today with Deborah Barr, author of the 2020 book Strength for the Cancer Journey. Debbie, For those of us who've never had a cancer diagnosis, what do you think we should know that you've learned from the people that you interviewed who have cancer?
5: One of the men I interviewed for this book, he said people with cancer are in the club nobody wants to be a member of, Mm. but (laughs) sometimes a cancer diagnosis is a spiritual turning point. He said, I don't think anyone is going to get cancer and remain the same. Mm -hmm. Someone is either going to really turn from God or turn to God, one of those two things. So the bottom line here is be sensitive to the possibility that God might be using it to get their attention, this cancer diagnosis, and as far as the holiday season, because of the emotions and the community and the family gatherings. It's a tough time to be dealing with a cancer diagnosis, but God very likely
0: is at work. So, what do you think are the biggest challenges for people with cancer during the holidays, and how can we be the best kind of friends during that time? Especially
5: during the holiday season, a lot of people with cancer are reluctant to ask for help because they don't want to inconvenience us. Uh And so for those of us who want to help, sometimes people don't accept our help because of the way we offer it. Typically, well-meaning people people will say something like, just call me if you need anything. We put them in an awkward position. We're leaving it up to them to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people won't do that because they know how busy we all are. And they they really don't want to inconvenience us. So a better approach that's often harder to turn down Mm -hmm. is for us to offer something very specific, knowing their need, and to phrase it kind of like this, I'd like to pay a bill for you this month. Will you let me do that? Mm -hmm. Or I'd like to line up people to drive you to your radiation treatments. Can you give me your appointment
0: schedule? I assume you could also be offering, again, very concretely, saying, hey, I'm going to be putting up my Christmas lights on the outside of my house today. Can I come on over and do that for you? Or I'm baking. Would you like me to also bake a several batches for you, a little bit of holiday joy? What a, what a beautiful way
5: to just be present and encourage them.
0: Debbie, what do you think are distinctive ways that God often enables believers and might enable us at this time to support people with cancer? Ways that might be elusive to those who don't follow Jesus.
5: The people I
0: interviewed for this
5: book really stressed the need for support from other people. One of the women who had breast cancer said, don't do cancer on your own, and Mm -hmm. she was very emphatic about that. So yeah, everyone needs friends who are truly supportive and who will pray for you, and prayer is the one thing Christians can do that unbelievers can't do Mm -hmm. for someone with cancer. But Mm -hmm. of course, support takes many forms beyond that. And this is where we just become the Lord's extension to that person, because sometimes It's just practical help. It's, can I pick up a prescription for you or babysit maybe so they can take a nap? And sometimes the best support is just listening sincerely Mm -hmm. with real interest. The same woman that I mentioned with breast cancer, she said, it may sound crazy, but I've had friends who soared through chemo and radiation and then crashed emotionally when it was finished. It's because sometimes... When the treatments end, so does the support, and their friends and their family are all thinking, okay, great, everything's back to normal now, and they kind of pull away. So it's important to be sensitive to the fact that the need for support doesn't go away when the treatments are finished. For many people, that may be when your support means the most. I believe God can make us sensitive to that so we can step in when others are stepping away.
1: That is Deborah Barr, author of Strength for the Cancer Journey. This is the Noon Report on Family Life. Good afternoon, here is
3: your Family Life regional weather forecast. The disturbance that brought snow and mixed rain last night and this morning is moving away now. We'll be able to shift our focus to the coming lake effect. Now of course, lake effect is local. Most of us will see little snow in the days ahead. But areas in the belts east of Erie and Ontario, are going to get buried. Our coral floor this afternoon is for a cloudy sky, a bit of light snow and rain now and again, high temperatures in the low 40s. Tonight we'll divide tomorrow, outside of the Lake Effect, variable clouds and snow flurries, but Lake Effect snow will accumulate several inches in parts of the western Twin Tiers, western New York, and temperatures dropping toward 30 tonight and holding in the 30s into 40 tomorrow. Areas of heavy lake snow on Friday in the snow belts, including the Buffalo area But outside of Lake Effect, it's a mix of clouds and sunshine with some flurries. High temperatures Friday in the 30s.
1: All right, Kevin, thank you very much. Great work at the Weather Center. Finally at noon, today is National Fast Food Day. Tasty details from Mark Mayfield. The unofficial holiday is another excuse for Americans to
2: head to the drive-thru or the taco stand or the food truck. If today commemorated the start of the fast food industry, it would honor 1921, when a place called the Pig Stand in Dallas, Texas, opened as the nation's first drive-in restaurant. The owners said they invented the drive-in because, in their opinion, people with cars are lazy and they don't want to get out of them. Maybe not much has changed in the past (laughs) 101 years. I'm Mark Mayfield.
1: Not much at all. Thank you, Mark. That's the world we live in Wednesday, the 16th of November. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Bob Price. Family Life News.
0: You've been listening to The Noon Report, heard weekdays on Family Life. Thank you for listening.